So guys, I was thinking we could like mix up the little stinger that we use between go- like jokes, and we'll use a stinger missile. Does that make like a good sound? I'm just All right, hang on, hang on. Let me get it for you. Yeah. <laughs> Jokes. Welcome to our. Uh, we should do an intro, by the way. I noticed that we haven't been doing an intro. I'm uh, Nick Robinson. This is Ben Pack, and this is Gruntilda from Banjo Kazooie. Welcome to our podcast. Uh, do you have any trivia? Podcasting is all I've got, but Banjo Kazooie are in a knot. I've been, I've been, I, all I want to say is that I, I'm sick this week, and not in like the fun way, where you're barely on the edge of consciousness, and you sleep, and you move in and out between a dreaming state that is an ever-present nightmare, and a waking state, which is a continuation of the nightmare, because you try and go to the bathroom, but the nightmares haunt you as you try to force poop out of your butt, or you try and get in the shower to calm down, but your body is covered with dream ants, which feed on the mind marrow and keep you from actually being able to sleep until four in the morning. But that produces really vivid dreaming, like imagining you're a football. <laughs> okay, but you, you, don't, you don't have the mind sickness, though, luckily. I mean, I'm down with the sickness, but I don't think I have it. Okay, it's good. good that you don't have those crazy visions and you're not, like, thinking yeah. about those crazy things. I'm glad none of the things you just described are in your head. ooh ah. I don't. I don't actually know a lot about music. It's my secret shame. I don't think it's a secret. Macklemore was on <laughs> campus. Oh, Mr. Moore. And I did not go. I, first of all, I did not go. His name him. is Michael, Michael Moore, Moore, and he's a very acclaimed director. <laughs> well, he was performing his music video uh, for Bowling for Columbine. Yeah, his music video for Bowling for Columbine called "You Can Strike Me Out Any Day." Just don't use the AK-47 that murdered all those teenagers. You see? <laughs> joke killed. I'm the joke assassin. You are. Yeah. That's right. You think you could come in here with your lollygagging, making easy jokes about obvious pop culture figures? No. I, joke I murdered. I thought that like, getting like a, a Charlie horse is my least favorite feeling, but my least favorite <laughs> feeling is hearing a joke die, like a laugh in my throat that's about to come out die before it hits my tongue. I always thought that's right. jokes couldn't be created or destroyed, but Matt Kessler has proved <laughs> physicists everywhere wrong. That's right. I have brought jokes through the portal. I have brought jokes into the physical plane, and I've been able to connect them to and destroy the life them. Force. Matt Kessler is basically humor entropy. <laughs> I mean, I mean, basically, what I've done is I've created joke materia, and I'm able to shatter it. Hmm. What are some of your joke summons? Um, I can summon Gallagher. <laughs> Obvi. Let me hear a few uh, more options, he... and I'll pick one that I want you to summon. Oh, um. Uh. Dane Cook makes rape jokes for 9,000 damage. Okay. Who else you got? Um, I've got a bear on a trampoline <laughs> crying. 
<laughs> it does ice damage. Wait, did you just laugh at your own? Did you just giggle at your own joke? It's a pretty funny image, Ben. <laughs> I yeah. Can you summon Baumont? Baumont. Yeah. Baumont. Bowie. David Bowie. David. That's right. I, I summon Major Tom, and Major Tom's space shuttle crashes into cloud. Can we go back Nine. to Gallagher? <laughs> Are, are you? Is that your choice? Yeah. Is that your choice for your joke? Because you actually have to form a covenant with one of the joke gods, In, and when you form the covenant, it defines the way that your humor and your comedy levels up, as well as the skill trees you can spec it. For instance, when you're specking with Gallagher, uh-huh. you can spec into hammers, right. you can spec into watermelons, or you can spec into casual racism. Okay. Can you spec into that skill where you have a twin brother who steals your act and then you sue him so he can't use your name anymore? That's a perk. Okay. That's the. Do you remember the mysterious stranger from Fallout Three? <laughs> yeah, Gallagher's brother just comes on. Where? Where and is Gallagher? It I, uh, in uh, in the battlefield when you enter the battle. Joke battle. The joke battle. That's right. You know what? Do you ever see Eight Mile? Not not recently. No. Uh, it's funny. <laughs> me and Ben were talking on the train ride over here about what it would be like if you made a video game. So I think now I know. I have a better idea. Do you have any like Absolutely. game ideas of just brewing in your head? Do I have any ideas? Um, I've always imagined. Uh, actually, like this is the is this game where you have this protagonist and he ventures out into this this dead land, this this land that is bereft of all life, and he goes to this temple in the center of this land, and he speaks. To an old god, forgotten by all the peoples and all the tribes around this dead land. How come he remembers it? He he's heard of it in legends and rumors, legends of legends. Okay. Olmec told him. <laughs> so he goes into this temple and he he makes he asks the god to return the soul of his love, which was taken in a mysterious way from the world and the god makes a deal with him he says you have to destroy these idols but the idols cannot be destroyed with hammers or chisels you have to destroy the the connection to each of the idols and what they're connected to are these big hulking giants mm-hmm. that stomp throughout the land and what's crazy is you have to actually go and hunt these massive giant giants and actually kill them. Are you sure? I'm, I'm going to anyway. be honest with you. This game sounds a lot like Dragon's Dogma. Well, no, because this game is funny. Um, are you sure you just don't want to murder me? Oh my god! It all makes sense. <laughs> okay. Oh my god! Sometimes a Ben is just a Ben, but sometimes Ben is my dad. <laughs> Not sometimes. It's either all the time or never. I think Ben is your well, quantum dad. He's Schrodinger's, Schrodinger's dad. dad. I think you're my Oedipal dad. I think I'm, and you're also my mom. I'm also your Oedipal dad. Did you, say that? That's, Did you say that because it sounds like Oedipal? Yeah. You said Oedipal because it sounds the same? Uh-huh. Right. That's, um, Why has that not been a joke yet? We should be writing for Jay Leno with that material. More like material. Did you hear this... Can we just, is it possible to make a podcast? Can you make an MP3 loop? Is there a way that we can just like set that as the start point of the end point and it just loops forever? 
There's always <laughs> forever. It's the last episode of the Pod Burgos. There's always a podcast. There's always jokes. There's always a lighthouse. But it's always the first episode of season four. That's the, that's what where this podcast gets really interesting. It's when you put the pieces together and realize that the episode you listened to last week is actually an episode from season five when Ben has finally become half bird and Nick has finally won finally. the love and respect of his of his mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben. Who didn't yeah. Mother father, Ben, Bird. Bird Ben, mother father. Basically we're talking about Xenoclash and we always have been. We, we always, always will, will be. be. That's the premise of this podcast. Yep, there's always a mother father. There's always beating you up and there's always Gallagher. Now you said you can't smash those idols with hammers. Can you smash them with watermelons? Well, I don't want to spoil it, but, but, but yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. But yeah, I'm not gonna. Uh, we've got some interesting things to reveal in the marketing campaign. Like yes, <laughs> for example, <laughs> and then it's a bulleted list. Yes, I would love if like, I would be just during E3 they came out on stage to talk about a game and just told <laughs> the entire plot of it. Just yeah. like yeah, and here's what you're gonna get in Mass Effect Four: the end. The end. Yep. The end. I hope what I get in Mass Effect 4 is the ability to take a giant hammer and use it to crush enemies. <laughs> Alright. Interesting direction for the series. Just she- <laughs> Shepard 2 holding a very large hammer and Garrus' yep. head is a watermelon. Shepard 2, hammer to hammer. Matt, uh, your laugh when you're sick sounds a lot like someone saying boo-hoo. <laughs> Welcome to the crypt! <laughs> I got more of like a cackling witch vibe out of that. Can we try that again as a cackling witch? <laughs> Welcome to the cauldron! <laughs> I'm in the cauldron, huh? Ah. <laughs> uh. That was all I had. No, keep it keep it rolling. What are you? What? No, I can't. It really hurts. What are you? What are you? Don't. You should... What an apple? No, no thank you. You should too bad. It's a watermelon. <laughs> well, good thing I brought good. my hammer. Um, what are you brewing there, Witch Witch Kessler? <laughs> Soup. <laughs> It's good for a, a cold to make soup. Yeah, you don't sound well. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm still the witch, by the way. I'm in character. Oh, okay. It sounds like you got better. <laughs> you know, I know it's funny to like make jokes about how I'm sick, but I'm sure that's really shitty to listen to. <laughs> you could not be more wrong. I actually, this is great audio. <laughs> Um, hey, are you done with college, Matt? I think so. Like, I, I think I'm actually going to graduate. Knock on wood, knock on horse, <laughs> knock on Egg McMuffin. Good thing you have that broom. You can just the- Please tell me that at least two of those things were in your immediate vicinity. One of those well, was false, but which one was it? I hope it was wood. Well, I don't mean to talk about things that we haven't revealed on the marketing campaign, but yes... <laughs> All three? This is like the next level of yes anding. It's just called yesing? <laughs> it's just called yesing, and you have a PowerPoint with you that you just pulled No, up. it's 
it's called Yes Inc. and everything is tied into a brand or a company. The Yes brand is really strong. Yes is being really well represented. Um, Yes is associated with saying yes to getting married. Yes is associated with... uh, The people love Yes. Yes is super hot. Yes has never been hotter. Yes is trending. I've seen all good people pass us by and they always say yes. Is that a yes lyric? Yes. <laughs> what else? Fuck. What else? So you're going to graduate from college, huh? Yeah, I, I guess so. Me too. What's we that? did it. We did it? I Maybe well, you did if it. I have, I have to write ten more pages, but then I'll do it. Oh, yeah. Ben has ah. to get a hundred and five out of 500 points on his MMO's final raid. Yeah, I have to write, and we have to do a multimedia presentation. Yeah, so Ben's got that class that's a massively multiplayer online school learning game. We've talked, to, we talked about yeah. that back in season and two. He's a, and he's got to complete it. Um, I, need, I need 102 more points to get a C. To become a learning, uh, I believe a C rank makes me a learning uh, uh, sage? I'm a learning sage. So here's what your question should be. Rating, is it actually a place where interpersonal teamwork allows success? Or does it merely allow for the person with the biggest dick to tell everyone to not to stand in the fire? No, or, I just think instead I'm going to say that iPods help me learn. Because that's, that's what the class is about. Matt, we can explore this further. Uh, how about, is, is raids art? Are raids art? Roger, you can, well, you can call the paper Raiders of the Lost Art. And I, we can call the movie based on the paper um, Art Apocalypse Now. And I could really, I could do well on it. And the teacher said, "You really, you really made the raid instead of grade." Well, just G R A I D would also work. He made the grade. <laughs> <laughs> Take some. Also, he could be talking about like the. The way that your composition turned out and your use of color to indicate moodiness and depression. And you could look at your painting of uh, your life in the Midwest and how your desire to get out of there. And the teacher could say, like, wow, look at these clouds in this setting. You really made the gray. Duh. I guess that is possible. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I could do that. One way I could go down. In my mind, a joke is funnier the longer it takes to get there. All right, so it's like, in my mind, the journey is the joke. Oh shit! The punchline—we aren't in it for the punchline. We're in it for the journey. Right. That's right. By the time we get to the punchline, we're already laughing. <laughs> Why? Because we've already gotten there. This might have been a bad we've... example for this particular point. <laughs> well, if you let me continue down this joke road, maybe I'll see you at the crossroads. Boy, does it seem like we've been recording for longer than 16 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could say that. I'm so sick. Can we <laughs> cut it down to just these parts where Matt is just dying? <coughs> you really shouldn't be talking this loud because it's quiet hours in the dorm. I'm sure people are super pissed at me. Did you play a, did you play a video game ever? No. <laughs> no, the last video game I played was when I was five. My uh, my grandpa, he, I, I don't know why he'd do this. He he always 
thought games were stupid and like a lesser art form. Not even just a lesser art form, just that it was a waste of time for whatever. I mean, he was a doctor. He was a super smart guy. But he got me the original Game Boy and the the Tetris pack in, which is, you know, as far as I'm concerned, that that is Tetris. That that music and the particular pitch on that song. Um, so I must have been five, maybe four or five years old, and I was playing it. And I remember being in the Chicago airport, which is, I believe it's one of the largest, it's still one of the largest airports in the United States. It just has a lot of traffic that goes through it. And I, I, I got off the plane and I, I was just a dumb kid and I, I left my Game Boy there. I remember asking, could, could we get back on the plane? And of course, when you've boarded off the plane, you, <coughs> you can't just board back on it. That's just not done. So, I I remember calling the airport like day after day. We were in vacation with 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 cousins, um, and calling back day after day. And on the third day, I we received a call back, and it's like the the Game Boy blew up. Yeah, it actual it actually exploded in such a way, and it damaged. Uh, the side of the plane where one of the wheels were, and the plane couldn't actually take off, and people were injured. That was the last time you ever played a video game. I swore to myself after that day I would never endanger anyone's lives again with video games. Wow! So, so things have changed a lot since then. What do you, uh, if you had to guess, what would you say video games are like now? I mean, if if I had to guess, I, I would still say the majority of video games are played on bricks. Mm-hmm. I would say that these uh, bricks are monochromatic. Because colors aren't done, aren't possible yet. I, I would say that the majority of video games still concern the adventures of lines, and that these lines go on tasks and adventures. Sure, but how have they the improved? I, I know how they're the same. How do you think games have changed since you were a boy? Oh, you mean like the laws around them? Well, I'm sure games are, are subject to much stricter scrutiny. I'm sure that every single cartridge of every single video game that is released is played through by a special forces agent in the in the, the VGBI. Did you like Tetris, though? I mean, it was so long ago, and my memories of it are so conflated with... The incident and all those injured people. Oh, this is what that HBO show, The Incident, is based on. (laughs) No, no, no. That that was the other incident. That was the incident where uh, the Miami Heat uh, fell on that dog. (laughs) (laughs) You're thinking of The Incident 2. Which was based on the Game Boy that blew up in that airport. Yeah, Nick, you don't remember Playing. when that basketball the Miami team... <laughs> the whole... My, uh, just like the, the the five active... like the, the Well, I mean, the five active players plus a couple bench players and the coach and the assistant coach. Yes. They fell Wigwam. together on one yeah. dog. You didn't watch the HBO series? I haven't seen it yet, no. I mean, it was... It was Bigger than a medium-sized dog. I mean, it was a husky. It was, it was the the Miami Heat's husky. Man, it wasn't a big um, dog, but it was bigger than a medium-sized dog. 
I mean, it was easily, it was not the size of two medium-sized oh, dogs, yeah. but it was at least the size of a medium-sized dog with a small dog attached to so the medium-sized dog. head. That tells me is it was a medium and a large, but not, it was Schrodinger's dog, basically, is what we're dealing with. Well, I mean, the dog didn't die, but he was very hurt. <laughs> okay. He had to have one of his legs amputated. Explain to me, how, it. how did the heat fall on the dog? Banana peel. <laughs> Give me a step. I mean, Explain it to me like I'm an idiot. Explain it to me like you're not an idiot and I am an idiot. How did the whole Miami Heat... Explain to me step I mean, by step what went down. I mean, you, I mean, you remember Michael Jordan in the 90s. I mean, that's why they called him the prankster-in-chief. They called him your royal smoochness. I mean, mostly, like, mostly they called him the prankster-in-chief. Um, your royal smoochness. Michael Jordan. That was less popular than than Prankster in Chief. Neither of which was great. Nick, like I think they Prankster in Chief was. I mean, that's why Nike named that shoe after him, Eric Gallagher's. So explain to me, walk me through how the Miami Heat fell on that dog. <laughs> So the it was I mean it was the Bulls and their heyday so obviously the Bulls were crushing. Wait, was it the Bulls uh, or the, the heat? heat? Well, the Bulls were involved because Michael Jordan was the, the culprit the, allegedly. No, allegedly. No, the, <laughs> the Bulls were in heat just like the dogs. <laughs> All right. So not Michael that Jordan it has anything to do with super it. Horned I'm up, just right. Is that- so there, so it's halftime and the Heat are walking back and Jordan, being the prank they was, has a banana peel. Set in that walkway to the changing locker room. Okay, I'm not trying to. Area. This is not a cross interrogation, <laughs> but how big was this banana peel? Just wondering. <laughs> I mean, it was not the size of two medium sized banana peels. It was more like Fucker. one medium sized banana peel with six small banana peels on the edge of each peel. Did you say sick? Six. Oh, oh. Well, I heard sick. All right. They were pretty not, I mean, it was though. one sick. I mean, by any prank standard, it was one sick banana peel. But cool. I mean, that gets into like joke legality. Mm, let's not go there. Does, let's just talk about what happened next. So the the Heat were walking back and they weren't paying attention because they were being beaten so mercilessly. And then famous player for the Miami Heat at the time that everyone would know about. Um, we'll add it in after the fact. Don't worry. LeBron James. <laughs> No, no, this was the this was like the early early nineties. Oh, so okay. Probably baby LeBron I mean, it wasn't James. LeBron, it was it was probably more like um, uh, get off Wikipedia garlic. right now. It was probably get garlic. Off, get off Wikipedia. Garlic. <laughs> it was probably yeah. It was probably garlic. The swingman Stan. <laughs> garlic Stan. <laughs> oh, I remember him. He was the he was actually the player from Garlic Stan. That's what. That's he, right. They called him the spiciest player in Miami. No, they called him Swing. You just said his nickname was Swingman. I mean, you remember how the 90s were? Everyone had multiple nicknames. Seemingly. I mean, Michael Jordan had two. <laughs> Garlic had two. Clinton had like four. Yeah, that's true. All right, so. Clinton, the basketball player. I feel Clinton's like somehow you keep ending up uh, off the rails. So they're dejected because they're getting their butts handed to them. Are they holding the hands when they're walking back? Because, I mean, I don't want to jump ahead, but they all fall. I mean, I mean, this was this was the 90s. It was an age of sensitivity. Men were free to comfort each other. That was just the way things were done. It wasn't an era of uber-masculinism. People were, people were huggers at That's the time, even in the NBA. Okay, back to the story, though, because we're <laughs> once again somehow veering... Away. So the Heat are walking back 
to, to the room, and and the dog the is, there. is there. The dog is there. <laughs> the, the, the dog is there. And one thing led to another. Uh, no, stop, stop. No. Uh, hold on. So MJ in a in a no, no, I'm not no, no, no. One thing led to another. Is number another player for the Miami Heat. <laughs> And one thing led to another, sees the dog and goes towards him. Because, you know, when you're sad, you try and cheer up with the dog. And he steps on Jordan's peel and he goes, whoa. And since he's wearing the signature air shoes, air shoes <laughs> that allow for good jumping, air Gallagher, sorry. Uh, his whole body twists, and because the whole Miami Heat are hugging him, everyone in the Heat twists onto each other, and they all fall onto the dog. That's the only reason the dog survived, is because they had so much torque. There was so much spin on him after stepping on Jordan's peel. Which is, That's by right, the way, the way better is... than Dawson's Creek. I, I was not a Dawson's Creek kid. I was no, a you were a Jordan's peel. peel guy? Yeah. Yeah, he really... That show was a real onion. So we hit the climax. What happened? Did they come back to win? Did they get motivated? No. The game ended automatically. The Miami Heat were hind. Automatically. Automatically hinded. They're more like automatically hounded. Because they fell and on And that's dog. how you know the rest of the... <laughs> like a hound oh, no, dog. I can't tell if this is funny. I think that there's funny stuff somewhere in there, yeah. We got something. Okay. I mean... In the sense that funny is a mineral that needs to be panned through a river of nonsense, but I don't know if that's how comedy works. I think, I think that's comedy need I, comedy isn't the gold. Comedy is the stream. I can't speak for our listeners, but I think that's the appeal of this joke: is that your each episode promises one nugget buried deep in there. If you squint hard enough and you pan all day long, you'll find one nugget of comedy. It's like the like, where's Waldo? Except for this podcast is everyone else in the book, where's Waldo, except for Waldo. The, the, but the problem with the panning metaphor is that the panning was not successful at all, and most of the people in the gold rush had to eat themselves. Well, that's where the term panhandler came from. When you see someone on the side of the street, they're either a former uh, 49er who has eaten some of their limbs off due to hunger, um, and that's why they're in a wheelchair, or they are a former uh, podcast editor, like myself, who has been panhandling for comedy bits. And they're just taking the best one of them and decided to hit the streets. And you've eaten your limbs off. <laughs> I've eaten my limbs In off. effort to escape from... I don't know. If I, if I was a listener to this, I would probably pan this episode. <laughs> also, if you're wondering why audio is only coming out of your left ear, it's because we panned it all the way to one side as another... Really, just a comedy uh, glaze over this whole. Uh, thing. These are the jokes, and people. You cook that comedy glaze in a pan. I Damn it! We don't have to put out an episode every week, right, guys? It's okay to take take one off. I mean, in the sense of like, do we value our audience? Are we? Do we want to continue building an audience and building up a group of people who expect content? That is quality every week, then yes, we should absolutely skip an episode. <laughs> or do we want to keep doing the show? Oh my god. I didn't even know that was an option. I thought we were locked into a permanent contract. With who? The I mean, devil? that was the whole thing. <laughs> well, isn't that what happened at the end of season one? I got my seasons mixed up. Which is the season where we had a baby? 
That was season two, because the whole season two, like, it was like the theme of the story was three men and a big man and a little baby. <laughs> wait, who's the fourth <laughs> yeah, Wait a second. Three men and a big man and a little baby. If my math is right, <laughs> let me carry some numbers here. That makes what, what seems like five... Six. Uh, five, five folks. Five men. It's either five or fifty. <laughs> I mean, you I guys remember that whole... decimal. Well, it was oh. Nick's identical twin. Oh. Steve Stevia Kern. Stevia. Stevia Kern Robinson. Well, yeah, wait, that's we after him. we find out that Splenda is the mother, right? Oh, no, I think Stevia Kern Robinson just walked in and sat down and put on the headphones. And oh, man, I can't believe he's back. What an incredible treat for loyal viewers who remember Stevia and his sick catchphrase. It's me, what? Stevia. Hey, Stevia. Hey. Hey. Stevio, how have you been, man? Where the how have you been, man? Good. Just hanging out. Uh, oh. Oh, Stevia, you sound so stretchy. This is how what? I... Oh, wait, sound. No, 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 no. I mean, you sound like it's, you've gone even further. It's me, Stevia. <laughs> <laughs> now I remember why we got rid of Stevia. He does not have a huge grasp of the English language. He is from Garlicstan. Yep. He's from Pokemonistan. Hey! <laughs> what is Stevia! It's me! It's me, Stevia! Stevia, why don't you sing to us in your, in your national tongue? We really enjoyed that. That was a big hit last season. Yep. Everyone talks about that one time where you broke... Little Jenny's horse pod, and then you made it up to her by giving her the best present of all, singing the song of your national country's anthem tune. Nick is like, face, like Nick is like sh- physically strained by trying to come up with a, a good bit here. It's yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Isn't it hard trying to tell a story about it's my enemy? And, and here is my song. Bump, bump, bump. I am Stevia. You know, it's funny. I'm, I, I'm now at the point now where I can hear the outro music playing <laughs> even before it's played. I know where it will be deployed. <laughs>